Hello and welcome to The Bulletin with UBS on Monocle 24. Each week, the sharpest minds and freshest thinkers in finance take you beyond the numbers and hype, right to the heart of the big issues of the day. Today, we're in Hong Kong, where UBS has been busy celebrating the return of Art Basel Hong Kong, with the programme to drive engagement and increase access to art in the local community. Coming up in today's show, we'll hear more about how UBS drives its programmes of public engagement with art later. As well as that, we'll hear from the director of the fair herself and we'll chat to the manager for APAC of UBS's amazing art collection. A great show in prospect then. And we start with Elaine Choi, UBS art collection manager for APAC. At the UBS Lounge, which was showcasing a group presentation by Hong Kong artists, including a newly commissioned site-specific installation by Sang Kinwa, Monocle's Asia editor, James Chambers, caught up with Elaine. He began by asking her to tell us more about the UBS Art Collection, one of the outstanding corporate collections of contemporary art anywhere in the world. The collection has over 30,000 works of art focusing on contemporary artworks and uh, we collect all kinds of mediums, paintings, drawings, sculptures, video works, photography, works on paper and installations. And for us, I think one of the most defining characteristics is really commissioning artists um, without ambitious site-specific artworks that we work with artists. We really want to build a long-term relationship with the artists to provide direct support. That's why we always purchase from primary market. And by developing a long-term relationship with artists, that is um, something we really want to do and to distinguish ourselves from the others. Mm. What are one or two of the the jewels in the crown of the UBS art collection? Are there any works that you can you can share with our listeners that they might be uh, you know familiar with? Okay, I'm from the Asia Pacific region, so I'm going to have some of my like a personal selections like this year in the UBS lounge for example we commissioned a Hong Kong artist Chang Kim Wa to do a site specific installation for us okay the work is waiting for the rain my beautiful friend it is like a text-based installation that is just like he's known for with the text spreading all across two walls just like rain raining on you really wants to confront the viewers to contemplate life and then different meanings that can be interpreted can be read from all these texts the work is really open for interpretation so really like a game as the artist said inviting the viewers to you know decode it in his own way you're responsible for all of the UBS art lounges in this region. We are having this conversation in the UBS art lounge at Hong Kong Art Basel. Besides that that jewel that you just shared with us, can you talk us through the, the other presentation of the other art in the lounge this year? Yeah, this year we're really focusing on a Hong Kong artist. So we are showing artists by eight different Hong Kong artists, including um, Chang Kim Wah. And here we are also showing another commissioned paintings, two commissioned paintings by uh, Stephen Wong Chun Hei. And uh, we invited him to do a commission for us, for the specifically Hong Kong office. And he came up with the amazing idea that one painting depicting the Matterhorn in Switzerland and the other one is the Sharp Peak in Hong Kong. For him, the two mountains really resonate each other and uh, you know, just the shape of it, of it really echo to each other. And uh, given our Swiss background and for our Hong Kong office, I think this is just perfect for us. 
and uh, we also include other artists including Mac2, um, Samson Young, Lee Kidd, Elpis Chow, Sarah Lai and Lily Chan in the lounge. They are all recent acquisitions with me in this region. Can you tell us a bit more about the Stephen Wong Commission? He's, a, he's an artist that I have interviewed myself. I'm a big fan of, of his, his work. He does these beautiful landscapes from his hiking across the Hong Kong yeah. hills. Can you give us a delve a bit, a little bit deeper into his works that have been commissioned for UBS and, and, and uh, you know, provide a bit of color to our listeners? Yeah, sure. Okay, so with the Matterhorn, this is actually one of his favorite mountains in the world. So Matterhorn and the Fuji Mountain, right? And uh, Matterhorn, he visited actually in person in winter. But for our painting, he created during COVID time when he couldn't travel. So he used his imagination and with the assist of the Google Earth, which he's known for doing like Google traveling during COVID period, right? And to create this summer scene of the Matterhorn. And the Sharp Peak, he actually became uh, become a hiker because he really wanted to um, paint landscape with his own experience. So he's starting to hike and then, you know, the Sharp Peak is definitely one of the mountains he visited and he created an aerial view that you cannot actually experience when you are doing the hiking. So also with the assist of the technology there, he created a really nice aerial view of the scene themselves and you know sometimes quite oftentimes I would say he would insert himself in his little uh, in his painting right there's this tiny little man with the easel over there which you can also see in, from these two works and finally uh, UBS art collection has a new publication out called reimagining new perspectives can you tell us a little bit more about it this is a book um, that we include with features, some of the artworks we acquired in the past seven years, um, showcasing you know, the collections commissioned towards contemporary artists and our general direction. We always wanted to collect artists that really represent our time and um, to reflect our social development and you know just the cultural phenomenon. So you can observe basically from our acquisition there are some works created out of um, the pandemic period and how digital technology would uh, inform the artists doing um, different kind of work. I think it is a really interesting uh, way to, for us to reflect ourselves, reflect on what we are doing. We are featuring some of the artists here in the lounge, Sarah Lai, um, Mac2, Lee Kid, for example, and um, of course some other artists from around the world um, that we collect. I think, like I said, I'm still personally, like, I'm in favor of Asian artists like Hegu Yang, you know, a lot of them are included in the book. Where can I get a copy? Just over there. <laughs> <laughs> or you can order from the Fiden as well, from the Fiden website. Elaine Choi. Well, next up, let's hear from Sven Schaefer, Head, Brand Activation, Sponsorship and Events at UBS. James Chambers spoke to Sven too, and he began by asking Sven about the broader topic of the return of the fair and the return of international visitors. What a moment for Hong Kong. We are delighted to welcome back uh, local and international guests back to our Basel, Hong Kong, and... um, you know, you could really feel this week the, the vibe and the energy in the city that everyone was excited to be back. Um, Hong Kong, or in general, the region has developed over the past few years, being really amid a uh, keystone in, in, in the art market in general. You could also see in 
in the latest art market survey we did that actually Hong Kong is the second largest you know, uh, market behind um, US in terms of trade, volume and trade, which is just uh, you know, underlining the importance of, of Hong Kong in the art market space. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit about UBS's program here at Art Basel Hong Kong and how it kind of fits in with you know, your long-term support for the art fair? Mm-hmm. We are proud to be a global lead partner of Art Basel uh, for almost 30 years, which started in Basel and then 20 years ago in, in Miami and also now the, the 10th edition of Art Basel Hong Kong. It's great for us to continue as, as a lead partner for the fair here and it's, it's for us just important to share that passion with our clients, you know, have international and local guests coming here, connect and, and really you know, share that passion for art and, and um, have, a, have a great time at the, at the art fair. As you mentioned, there, there are art Basels now all over the, over the world, in Miami, in, in Basel, Basel, as they seem to call the original fair, and in Hong Kong. For those of our listeners who haven't been to Hong Kong yet to experience Art Basel Hong Kong. What to you marks out the fair as, as different to, to the original one and the one in Miami? I, I think it is a, um, in general, also showing the world, that, you know, the Asian culture and, and what is very specific for, for the market and the region here. I think it is a strong, you know, doors to, to mainland China in terms of the collectors coming down here. I think it's also a more younger audience and maybe like an Art Basel, Basel. And what we also see here that is that collectors, especially local collectors, supporting more emerging and young artists. And, uh, and also interesting is that when we see the visitors also, you know, families come often with their children, uh, which also actually resulted in you know, together with our bars, we developed a junior art hub, which which gives us opportunity to have an activation for kids. You know, and you haven't been there yet. I can only recommend you to visit it. It's a, a very interesting space because it's completely built out of upcycled material, and it's for us an activation where kids can jointly create one art piece together, and and really a space where where kids could away from the fair enjoy t- that time and have a, have a great time at the art fair. Can you talk us through you know, what excites you about driving public engagement in art? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I believe in, in many aspects that, that art is, as I said earlier, a, a connector that you know, people here share that passion for art, which you know, sparks conversation, which sparks ideas. And, you know, for us also, working on public engagements is, is supporting the desire of making art more available, but also accessible. One, one great example for that is, is um, you know, the commission we did in collaboration with, uh, with Art Basel at the M Plus facade. Piplotti Riss did uh, an art piece there um, this year. It's now already the second edition where we work together with M Plus and, and Art Basel. And it's just, you know, for us a proof point of, of, you know, making that art also, you know, outside of the art fair accessible for the, for the wider audience. Sven Schaefer. Well, finally on today's show, let's check in with the director of the fair, Angel Xiang Le. She spoke to Monocle's Naomi Shu Elegant about this year's edition. 
Naomi began by asking Angel about the significance of this being the fair's first iteration since Hong Kong scrapped the last of its many pandemic restrictions in March. It's the year coming out of the pandemic. So if I tell you it's easy peasy, I'm definitely lying. It's been challenging, to, um, not just for us, for many people in Asia, since you know we kind of head out of um, the pandemics around six to eight months later than the rest of the world. With lots of changes, lots of uncertainties to start with, but now we ended up with 177 galleries with the level of enthusiasm, you know, from all our audience around the world. We are so happy to see the level of support from all aspects. And this year, we are not only bringing back, you know, what, not only bringing back the elements that's been um, at our shows for a number of years, um, but also like new elements, for example, public art. We're bringing art outside of the convention center, um, you know, to Pacific Place, which is one of our large scale installations for the encounter sectors will be staged at Pacific Place, uh, which is a sponsored project by Swire Properties, uh, one of our partners, and as well as um, a collaborations with M Plus. Uh, this moving image by um, Swiss artist Pipilati Rists will be playing, you know, repetitively from this coming Saturday, actually, until the end of the show, and it will be visible, you know, throughout the shows in Hong Kong. And the facade is bright and, you know, is, is really high definition. So you can see it even standing from the peak. Are there any exhibitions or artists that you're really looking forward to in particular? Yes, there are a lot on the show floor, obviously. The ones I would like to highlight, there are a few. For example, in our inside sector, our local artist Stanley Wong um, is staging his signature installations by using what we call Hong Batlan, the red, white, blue bags. And at the same time, he probably doesn't even know this. In another sector, discovery sector, there will be a, a Nigerian artist represented by Monique Maloche. will be bringing Lyle Bright. The artist will also be using very similar materials. Um, however, it's named differently. The materials is named Ghana Must Go Bag. But fundamentally, this these materials came from the same source, um, which is Hong Kong. So obviously the two artists had completely different backgrounds and interpret the materials totally differently according to the different history and upbringing. It's just a, such a beautiful coincidence that these two artists staging completely different installations and sculptures inside um, two different booths on two different floors using the same materials but interpreting a very different stories. That really just tells, you know, Hong Kong is a melting pot of culture and our show is a true international platform to bring together different ideas, different identities, as well as different cultures. What proportion of the artists is our local Hong Kong artists versus international and what kind of countries are the international artists coming from? 
There are in total 32 countries and territories participating in the show this year. We not only have um, a strong representative from Asia, actually two-thirds of the galleries participating in the show have gallery space in Asia. That's also the results, um, you know, um, from, uh, from the past years when we built like a deeper relationship with the regions, you know, scouting like new galleries and establish um, new relationships. And until today, we really is the international show spotlighting Asia's best modern and contemporary art. And other than Asia's, you know, we have a strong representative from Europe as well as America. And this year, like I just mentioned, um, with the Nigeria artists, we also have a strong rep- uh, representation from Africa, including a new African gallery, Retro Africa, um, coming to our show for the first time. Fair director Angel Xiangliu talking to Monocle's Naomi Shu Elegant ahead of this year's Art Basel Hong Kong. And that brings us to the end of this edition of the show. You can listen again and explore more at monocle.com. That's where you can join the club by subscribing to the magazine too. You can also follow this programme wherever you get your podcasts and you can discover more and find out how UBS can help you at ubs.com. There's more there too about UBS's ongoing support for and passion for contemporary art. And while you're online, you should keep across artbasel.com forward slash Hong hyphen Kong for more from the fair. My thanks to James Chambers for his reporting from Hong Kong. This is The Bulletin with UBS on Monocle 24. I'm Tom Edwards. Thanks for listening. <laughs>